Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is Previously Live. Vosh, I hike a lot, and I can attest almost everyone says at least something. Yeah, I know. Again, I'm being lectured to by Neats. Can you hear me? Hello! Yeah, I feel like as that trans person you were talking about, I, I good time for me to join. Hello! Uh, yes, as, as always, um, my, uh, you know, my, my prescience astounds chat, and they donate to me um, in, in, as a reward. Uh, yeah, give us uh, name, pronouns, uh, anything else you want to tell us, and also what are you mad at me about? Yeah, I'm Cram, pronounced she, her, they, them is fine. I know how I sound. Um, I mainly, on the internet, um, debate, talk to, like, racist and conspiracy theorists, like that anti-misinformation thing's my jam. Um, my contention is you're super bad at talking to white racists, and it sometimes is to their benefit. All right, that's a strong contention. I'm often told the opposite. Hit me up. Well, um, I will say that, first off, uh, I also watched past debates. I think you were a bit better, like, last year when you did. I noticed, like, you had a series of debates with people who are, like, ethnostaters, and it seemed all you wanted to talk about was, like, policy and the morals. You know, the things those people don't care about. And I feel it's more on the fact that racism is dumb, you know? Well, I agree that racism is dumb. I don't know how convincing that is as an argument on its own, though. Right. Well, I mean, I think, like, if you convince someone who believes in an ethnostate that that's like bad for white people or morally wrong they're still a racist in fact they're a racist who i guess m has more like doable policy positions that makes them worse i think it is definitely possible to point out the logical inconsistencies um I read an interesting book on how it seems the best way to deal with misinformation is to point out, like, the cognitive biases and the ways people trick them, like cherry-picking stats, you know, all that shit. So I think that should be more the focus. Well, I, th I think the issue is that I don't think you can actually convince people out of being racist um, because it's, it's kind of like a gut fear response or disgust response, usually. I think the most you can do is make them look really stupid to an audience. Um, yeah, and I that's what I usually try to focus on. I don't know how reliably you can directly convince somebody in a debate because people tend to get really locked into their positions, especially when they're debating them publicly. So my goal mm -hmm. is usually like, if there are people in the audience who might lean more towards that person's positions, or people in the YouTube comments or anything who might initially support his positions, if I can make him look really dumb, that's usually kind of like um, like an emotional jolt to them. It makes them less comfortable in their position. There's nothing more agonizing 
than um, supporting a position and watching somebody defend it ineptly. It can be a really effective way at like kind of knocking a person out of the way that they're thinking. Right, but like saying they are immoral and they don't care about black people, that doesn't even make them look stupid. If you could be, say like, well, there is, you know, no evidence to support this, you know, we have all... Like with the IQ gap, we IQ was popularized to for white supremacist purposes, and for the past hundred years, we just have more and more evidence of all these environmental factors and none on the race factors, right? These people try to think like they're the arbiters of truth and logic, so I think embarrassing them saying, well, you're just chasing ghosts is potentially more effective I, I as a way. I, I think I tend to hit on that. Um, but when, when I say stuff like you just don't like black people, the thing, a lot of racist people don't want to accept that they're racist. Generally, the way yes. I think of it is if a person, um, if a person has reached the stage of racism where they accept the fact that they just dislike a group of people and that's that, I think that's actually relatively rare. I think that most people create justifications, right? Like think of scientific, uh, scientific racism, basically what you're talking about with like IQ in mm -hmm. the sense that it was like a legitimizing mechanism for white supremacy and for slavery, you know? But they had to create their justification. Morally, they didn't have to. If they just adopted like a, a set of axioms that were purely white supremacist in nature, you know, just purely like we're good, they're bad, that's it. They wouldn't have to justify it in any other way. But they did, because I think a lot of people back then wanted to think like, oh, we're not monsters who just have an arbitrary bias, you know? We're just abiding by a given set of principles. When I'm saying you just don't like black people, I'm trying to remind them or, or like hit in them, like th there isn't a justification. Like there's nothing else here except for your emotions. Um, it doesn't always land, of course, but there's not really like a reliable way yeah. to have these conversations anyway, I don't think. There's, yeah, it's... It's pretty difficult to de-radicalize people. Yeah, I mean, I try to do it, and at times in private have been successful. I like half agree with you there. Um, the thing is, though, like, people will move to one way to um, justify their racist, to another like before scientific racism there was phrenology before that there were religious arguments biblical arguments before that there was the polygenesis theory and now there's the like crime stats like biden for the crime bill was like yeah, it might be our fault that they're in poverty and crime's an issue, but we have to, you know, arrest them anyway. Or there's Ben Shapiro's cultural arguments. So I feel like by saying, okay, the scientific racism is debunked, you don't like black people, they'll be like, okay, and then come up with another justification because you're not leading them to how they got those bad points. But they'll never, they'll never listen to you if you open with that. 
Um, if, if you're like, hey, you know, the reason why you have these racial biases is because you have an arbitrary and irrational fear or disgust response, which is a product of tribalistic xenophobia that doesn't actually, like you can, like it's pretty easy to get at the heart of it, but making them listen is another thing, you know? I feel like yeah. you, you have to deconstruct what they say and what they believe first. Um, and the best way to do that, I think, is just to make them look emotional, right? Because the the big thrust with historically with with racial supremacy especially is like sort of hiding behind the aesthetic of of, of reasonability you know uh, we're not just a bunch of hateful lunatics actually we're very principled and these are our principles and their principles are like dog shit you know um but it hurt it gets at their feelings a little bit <laughs> if if you um if you accuse them basically of being like emotional children who are like post hoc justifying everything they believe so I try to work back to that, but you can't just open with that. If you open with yeah, that, then it's like, okay, no, we've kind of blown your load early, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's why I think it's important to go with it of like, okay, prove to me you think black people are stupider. Why do you think that? Have them point, push themselves into the corner. Like, I think... I, I've tried all different tactics talking to conspiracy theorists. I think, and I think it's very similar to racism, where approach it from like, okay, I'll hear you out. Show me your evidence. And obviously their evidence won't add up. And if that's their best argument, I feel like you try to like, put words in their mouths you say oh you just don't like black people instead of cornering them into you know running through all their bullshit justifications i tried and to. What's by the last doing argument i had with a racist i'm trying to think uh, i remember there was one on um that papa fesh guy's thing where it just oh, ended well, with Trump, that guy was him. too retarded to even talk to. Well, That's, yes. Well, yeah, yes. past the point, all you can do is insult them because they're so flagrantly like, like that, the, the problem, like you need, it's, it's, yeah. it's like trying to, it's like trying to box somebody except like they're actually an amorphous gelatin puddle on the ground. I don't know if I would win a boxing fight against a jelly puddle on the ground because I don't even know if I could hit them above belt. Like I, I, I it's, it's so, mm. You know what I mean? It's really difficult. It's difficult to find good racists to debate because um, it, it is an ideology that sort of lends itself towards being an idiot. Um, actually, well, I, well, no, actually, I, I, think, I think I'm wrong on that. The smart racists won't debate in it. That's what I actually yeah. think. The, the smart ones know that, that they're aware of the fact that they, this isn't something they can stand up to like directly. So they won't debate it. They hide behind euphemisms and will never actually open up directly about what they believe until after they have the social power to just have you killed or jailed. Um, yeah. At which point they don't. Need I to mean, I think like the most harmful racist and the smartest is Ben Shapiro. I think Shapiro's worse than Fuentes. Which one's trying to debate you? You know, I agree with you there. Yeah, in terms of, in terms of broader harm done, yeah. Though eventually yeah. people, like, if, if things go far enough down the road, people like Ben Shapiro won't be around anymore, and people like Fuentes will be, like, um, communication leads. So, like, right now, in an ostensibly liberal society, people like Ben are on top, but if things go far enough down the road, then people like Ben can no longer be on top for a variety of reasons. Um, 
So it, it's it kind of depends on like what what stage you're in, you know. But yeah, to be clear, uh, Nick Fuentes doesn't want to debate me either. Nick Fuentes just wants my attention. He wants me to call him a special little pog champ. I've seen the guy debate. It's not like he has any like ideas he wants to contend with. You know, he he just yeah. wants to talk. I mean, yeah, he lost the debate to Destiny once. That shows how low he is. Um, Destiny used to be but, um, quite quite a. Quite a good advocate for anti-racist positions. I, but, I assume yeah, he still I, is when he's not feeling spiteful against the left in that moment. But, yeah, um, I'll move off this point. I just want to say, I just feel like also, if you don't focus on the logical issues, which I think are the primary things, you know, if you can't really believe in an ethnostate and that people are equal or there's no reason to, you know, but I think also by ignoring the logical issues, the fact-based issues, that's when they can go and be like, oh, yeah, I was emotional, but, you know, he didn't actually prove anything. Like, you know? No, no I, I mean, I agree with that. The biggest frustration that I have when it comes to talking with racists really is with the, like, too dumb to argue kind of deal, where... It's it's impossible to make a good point unless your conversational partner is willing to give you a bit of room, um, you know, like very basic stuff. Like like sometimes you know you'll you'll like explain something then ask a leading question because you need them to answer it for you to continue with your point, and they'll just ignore what you've said and continue like saying their own thing or they'll repeat stuff over and over. And in that environment, it's virtually impossible to actually like get anything. My conversation with Michael Tracy is, is another example where the motherfucker filibusters. I think, I think like I talked with Michael Tracy, which past a point was just me insulting him and, and like making jokes at his expense. And I think I got this from an email where they said like, oh, Destiny like tore into you for that conversation. And then Destiny had a debate with Michael Tracy that went the exact same way. And it was like, oh, now, now I see why Vosh just insulted him at the end. It was like, I will... I will use my civil debate tactics to like uncrack or to like crack this 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 walnut or something. And it's like, well, no, it's Michael Tracy. Like, and that's my feeling, right? Like, it's Michael Tracy, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I mean, there's only like, so much you can do with working with that clay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, again, I'll I'll move on to a related point, I guess, which is I also think that sometimes some of your arguments are bad or you are just misinformed. Like, I remember when there was the debate with Luna Oi's husband, I forget his name, where Not you were like, um, he's like, well, the Holocaust was based on, you know, shitty ideas. I guess my that's my point and your point with the moral argument. Both are true. And you said, well, like, Jews had an outside role in banking and the Weimar Republic. Now, the thing is, as far as I can tell, that's not actually true. So that's the kind of thing where stupid people will look at that and, you know, be stupid. And you just threw that out there. But it, it is true. The problem that um, I had was that non-compete was rejecting moral analysis. He was saying yes. um, he was saying uh, that he just used material analysis, which is an analytical like framework, not mm -hmm. a moral system. Um, and he was saying like, well, 
the Nazis were wrong to do the Holocaust because they were wrong in what they said about the Jews. So I said, okay, so what if they had been right? Uh, the Jews did have an, like a disproportionately large presence in the banking sector, which they did. Um, yeah. You can find that on the Holocaust Memorial website. Um, there are mm. like reasons why that happened. It's not like conspiratorial or anything. It also didn't give them any real social power, you know, like obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I... but, but like, but the problem, but he couldn't engage with that because he was objectively mm -hmm. wrong because like his framework, like, so the logic then would be like, oh, so, okay, well, if the Nazis had that point, then would that mean the Holocaust was justified? Obviously not, but he couldn't even answer that. I mean, yeah, in retrospect, if you were able to be like, well, if it was true, would the Holocaust be justified? But, of course, he just, you know, tried to take the moral high ground by leaving. Yeah, but he couldn't have answered yeah. that. He was trying to argue that you can arrive at conclusions without a moral framework, which is not possible. It's, it's, it's not, it, that can't be done, you know? Um, yeah, I mean... be talking I, about ethics. I, I feel like then we come to a point of... Why are we talking about the ethics of a non-existent thing, you know? Like, it feels like at... Well, no, not the Holocaust, but, like, at that point, you can go either with the ethical stance or the factual one, or both. But the factual doesn't matter yeah. when it comes to making prescriptive arguments, right? Yeah, yeah, right no, axioms, that's, you can, that's true. Because, like, because, like, obviously, my position is that the Nazis were going to go after the Jews no matter what. Um, th there was nothing the Jews could or could not have done. They were the scapegoat. It had nothing to do with what they were. Um, and that the personal, like, the real ideology of the Nazis was completely disconnected from material reality. It was purely like a tribal thing. Our group good, their group bad, and everything else was kind of downstream. They were anti-empiricist. Um, yeah, but the way non-compete was talking was almost like a validation of that framework because it suggested that the Nazis were operating out of some kind of material consideration that like their bias against Jewish people was informed by like or, uh, a misunderstanding. Like that's how he framed it. It was from, from him. It right. was like, well, they were wrong about the Jews. The Nazis knew that they were wrong about the Jews. They just didn't care. Like, they knew they would make stuff up. There are internal Nazi documents of them, like, well, what do we say now? Like, they knew they were lying. The issue wasn't that they were misinformed. The bias began before that, which means you have to get at yeah. the, the ethics, you know? Well, related to that, you also, on one of your streams, um, and this actually plays into this really well, said something else that definitely was wrong was that the nazis didn't use iq tests because jews scored higher and that's wrong on so many reasons first they killed people based on i intelligence tests i don't know if they were intelligence quotient tests but there you go the t4 program they used that to kill people and on those intelligence tests, as well as the American ones at the time, Jews scored lower because intelligence tests are fucked and they were made to justify that killing. Um, the, the IQ tests specifically, I'm pretty sure, were favored by a lot of the Ashkenazi Jews who took them, in large part because, well, I mean, if you have a, a, a predominant you know, impact on the banking sector. A lot of Jews were well educated. 
Jews had to live in cities because European peasants at the time in like German villages would just fucking burn them. Not really, but like if you, if you're like an oppressed minority group, you want to live in a city. It's the same anywhere. So they tend to be more educated and la di da di da. Um, right. So they tend to did... better on the IQ test. The, so, the Nazis did use intelligence tests, but the IQ ones specifically were 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 not biased in their favor. They created other tests, I, I believe. Uh, and I, I don't think IQ tests are um, inherently created out of that bias. I think the IQ test is like an adopted form of a of a military. Um, it was like a, a military aptitude no, test. No, no. What it was was in France. I Alfred Binet was um, contracted by, I think, in Paris, the schools, to figure out who needed extra help, who would have, like, a learning disability at the time. You know, they wouldn't call oh, right. it the that. the special ed classes, and, yeah. Yeah, and he, he and someone else who worked on it were like, okay, it's for this reason, no greater population thing. Then these eugenicist racist at stanford picked it up and developed it and they had the idea that immigrants will do worse black people will do worse so instead of that being showing bias in it because those things happen ashkenazi jewish immigrants scored much lower than the American white population um, and they're like well this is fine because that's what they expected the military tests were somewhat related but came after that and so basically they used that to justify um, kicking it or I guess not letting in Eastern Europeans um, a lot of which, because of this, you know, demographics of those countries, were Jews. So, like, the Nazi, so a lot of the questions were cultural um, stuff. Like, for the Nazi ones, they would ask, um, who's Bismarck? What is the meaning of Christmas? And that's how, like, if you're doing an isolated population... Um, I guess intelligence testing and work, like if you did it of like all the, you know, in Beverly Hills, you know, in that school, that works. But then they intentionally mean it cross um, population to do that. I get. I would. I would have to look into this more. Then, from what I've seen, I, I my understanding is that the Nazis disfavored IQ tests because they were less partial than what the Nazis wanted. The Nazis didn't want a real intelligence test. The Nazis wanted like a, an intelligence test that actually measured how like Aryan you were. Like they they wanted a big red button they could hit, and so, like all the Germans would hit it, and it would go, "Wow, you're very smart." And then if anyone who wasn't like blonde haired blue eyes hit it it would go wow you're dumb and that's what they wanted you're, that was the science i mean I, when you said it i tried to look it up all i could find was not a historian but an author who um apparently um got you know the initial testing questions from the 
um, U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, I think, where it was um, that they had those, like, cultural questions. And from what I understand, that was very similar to the American test as well. You know, okay. a, 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 what is an objective intelligence test, you know? Well, Especially I, on kids who don't know math. I'm not disagreeing there's... with that. I'm, I was only making the argument that the Nazis weren't favorable towards it. From Wikipedia here, it says Adolf Hitler banned IQ testing for being Jewish. Yeah. Um, really? In what the, Wikipedia page? Uh, History uh, of the Race and Intelligence Controversy. So, I just proved I was wrong. Well, I've been on this page and fuck. Um, which section? Uh, if you control F band, it'll be the first thing, or I guess the only uh, response on the um on the page. Um, I. Okay, this is weird. I, I mean, I can, I'll I can look, look it up it. Source, later. I'm on the same page and I don't. The sources of the structure and measurement of intelligence, Hans Jürgen Einzig and David W. Volker, Transaction Publishers, 1979 page. I mean, I, I can look into this. We don't need to get into yeah, the yeah. on, on I'm, I'm weird. I'm on the same page and seeing, not finding that, so... I'll uh, I'll look at your stream later, I guess. Right, uh, um, it's it's in the end of the nineteen twenty to nineteen sixties period on uh, the um, history of race uh, and intelligence controversy. I I see. I was on race and intelligence, not history of race and intelligence. Looking at uh, the paper here. Yeah, this classic textbook originally published in 1979. Um, fuck, I'd have to do a JSTOR thing to get this. I can look at it later. Yeah, anyway, it's a bit in the weeds. Um, yeah, um, yeah, from I mean, I think it's like, yeah, Hitler did it for being Jewish, but it says earlier up that. You know, they praised the Third Reich for sterilization laws, and so... Well, I'm, I'm not arguing that yeah, stuff like intelligence tests have been used by eugenicists. Jewish, uh, it, I don't necessarily know if that means, like, they did better. I, I know the U.S. ones, they did not, because that's, like, one of the big things for saying, well the genetics of IQ tests, you know, that genes don't really seem to play much of a part. I'm not familiar with that uh, particular bit of history. Yeah, no, but it's good to know that the, I think it was like two of the Ashkenazi Jewish population, like me, who is one, versus um, my great-grandparents immigrating would likely be like a three- standard deviation difference in the average two or three and obviously like for me for example or most people they would put in that there's not like a huge genetic mixing no i'm i'm familiar uh, with the way this this stuff yeah. is biased you know but uh, but again I'll, I'll look into it more in the future 
Um, yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to hit me on? Yeah. Um, no, I think that was it. I mainly wanted to say that I feel like that. Oh, yeah, there was one other thing, which is with crime statistics as well. Um, and I guess with IQ, um, you you focus more for obvious reasons on like the sociological side, like um, you know, crime statistics put black people higher than um white people in general because of urbanization, poverty, etc. There is more to it than that. Um and I think it's important to point out, like with the IQ and with the crime statistics, crime statistics are mainly, you know, law enforcement statistics, prison statistics, um, stuff like that. I think it is important to point out how the statistics themselves have been at least in the past, intentionally made to portray things a certain way. Well, yeah, but I, so yeah. this is this is about like, well, where are you going to focus your energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you can, you can sit a racist down and you can be like, okay, so here are the ways in which biases um, can influence like the validity of the statistic. But a lot of them are only going to hear you like ignoring the statistic. Racists are used to like screaming 1350 and then the liberal like cowers unable to accept the truth or they they deny it outright. I find it's generally better to just um, accept the statistic at face value, even though it's not fully accurate, and then deconstruct it as is because it, it gives them it, it doesn't give the impression that you're um, you're running from the data they're providing. You don't want because because you don't want them to roll their eyes and go like, um, Oh yeah, okay. Let's hear about how this isn't real, Libcuck. You know, because because once they get in that state, it's really, really, really difficult to um get them to pay attention to what you're saying. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it all goes back to I think it's like attack their sources and not them. I think is a good way to summarize all my arguments. Is like go like, well, you know, there is. They're, tr uh, I mean, saying like they're trying to trick you does come as attacking the person's intelligence. Then again, so does saying they're stupid. So, well, you have oh. to attack them, right? Because my goal is never to convince yes. them. My goal is to convince people watching. So attacking them can make them look weak. True. Yeah, I just, I would like to see you focus more on like, um, the not the arguments, but more like the justification, like why, you know, why does someone who believes that they are logical, you know, fall, make these illogical arguments? And one answer is, of course, um, I guess, racism makes them stupid versus racism there are people trying to take advantage of that, you know? Well, yeah, but I, I think this is a bit reductive. I feel like there at always, this point, there are always different I'm, ways I'm to... in the, I'm like saying the same thing two different ways. So I, well, I, I, get, I get the point you're coming that. at. The problem is we just haven't had that many racism debates lately. But if we have more in the future, I guess we'll, we'll have to see how the tactics evolve.
um yeah because it's uh it's it's quite it's quite difficult to find people who are even like worth the time of talking to right so I mean, fucking stupid that's why i go to like obscure discords and reddits because you know i'm not a content creator i can do that shit yeah not much of a benefit um, to me doing that i'm afraid yeah yeah i mean i guess you could possibly like go over more like um Blentes videos or like ones where they're not you know like instead of debating them just when they lay out all their arguments he doesn't lay out his arguments though true Fuentes was a bad example it's uh it's it's difficult to find people who are even he... worth the time either way either yeah. way we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, I'm going right. to um, hit on some more stuff before I subject my audience to watch me play Boomer Shooters. All right. Uh, I'll go then. Thank you. Have a wonderful uh, day. All right. Uh, I'll just say that I have a Twitch that I'll stream tomorrow in case people want to, you know, follow up. It's K-R-I-M-404 on Twitch and Krim Speaks on Twitter. That's a pretty easy name to remember. Yeah, I just changed it. Okay, well, it's a solid uh, Vosh is, I guess, if you get the spelling right, easier. Uh, well, people yeah. invariably misspell my name anyway, so it all kind of leads back to me. It's like a funnel. That's true, that's true. All right, well... Well, take care and enjoy your day. stream, okay? All right, bye.